0: Blog Talk Radio. Well, here we go. (laughs) It's another episode of The K Factor on Blog Talk Radio where K equals kindness and the factors are all the things that lead to it. I am Dr. Deb Carlin and I am your host for this episode, which is called The Daily Show, which is Monday through Friday for an hour of dialogue, most often with my partner who is my co-host ron williams and a busy active wild guy that he is he is uh sometimes otherwise uh, occupied and he just sent me a text and said uh that he is indeed otherwise occupied um so i'm gonna i'm sending him a text right now and saying all is well ron We'll see you when you get here. I will proceed. Okay, so here we go. So here's the thing. We're inundated, right, in 2020 with all these things that are part of the world issues. We start out with a a virus imported from China, and uh, there's all kinds of conversation about that. And then there's all these restrictions on our life, right? We go into quarantine. We have stay-at-home policies, and now we've gotten um, not a law, it's not a law, but we have ordinances and suggest, excuse me, suggestions for public health safety that we mask and that we do social distancing. And you know, Americans are amazing, aren't we? I think, I think Americans are amazing because we we are cooperative and we are good citizens. I'm not a particularly uh, – I'm, I'm not a fan at all of all of this, but it's not about being a fan. It's about making sure that I keep myself healthy, I keep my immune system boosted, I keep my mind clear and relaxed, and when I go out, I do maintain a social distance, and I <clears> – <throat> I uh, wear a mask, one of those little paper ones, when I have to in order to get in and out of a store, to get in and out of a restaurant. And the only stores I'm really going into are the grocery. And um, so I am not interested in getting sick from wearing these masks, not breathing in and out my own carbon dioxide and doing all that. So I'm keeping myself healthy and honoring it. But here's the point about that. This is a year of a lot of adjustments, and that's been a really big one for everybody. And the thing that's really troublesome for me is the way that people are so frightened. Because when we live in fear, it's not anything even close to healthy. And what Ron and I keep talking about on here is, you know, the news is replete with things about the virus, and the story changes, right? What's good, what's not, what's safe, what's not, what's the policy, what's not, how it's changed, what what the plan is, how the, how the plan shifts. And it's frustrating for people, especially with back-to-school issues and early on back to what we were doing with our seniors in hospitals and in um, nursing facilities. And it actually is still an issue in both of those facilities. The other thing that's become a real issue for us is what are we doing with our children in terms of schooling? These poor kids are growing up thinking that you know, the the masking of a face is somehow normal. It's not normal. I worry about what kind of damage that does to our little ones. And by our little ones, I mean all the way from infancy through college kids. They're our little ones. They're our younger ones. Um, so there's all of that. In addition to that, what do we have? We have, we have social unrest. We have protesting. We have riots. We have looting. We have demonstrations. We have police officers being shot and killed. We have people out on the streets running rampant. There's a lot of killings. I was just reading right before I came on the show today about um, about things that are happening in just middle-class neighborhoods. People are out at 6.30 in the evening walking their dog shot and killed. This just blows my mind and takes my breath away, and it causes me to go deep into prayer mode because I cannot believe that this is the United States of America. So when Ron and I were on here the other day, we started talking about all the things that we really want to do, and we're not here to try to bend anybody in a direction politically other than love of America, dedication to our citizenship. Dedication to the American way of life, the capitalist, humanistic way of living, where we provide, we provide not just for everybody in America, we provide for the whole world. When some other country is in trouble, who do you see who is there immediately to lend a hand, to give money, to be helpful, to send in troops? The United States of America is that. So, it's that, it's the it's the foundation of America, it's the American family, the nuclear family, and what we love and enjoy about that. It's about freedom of exercise of our faith and the right to congregate. And all of these freedoms are significantly pinched here in 2020. We're concerned about that. And so, you know, we come out and we talk about our concerns, then we go off topic and you know it's it's not really off topic but we talk about all the things that are going on in our world and the ways in which we're dealing with it because we want to share it with you and it is news it is the news like this morning I got up and I and I rose with the sun I was actually up before the sun I watched the the horizon go from you know dark to light with the sun rise over the horizon it was beautiful and I shot video of it I put on my social media and I said, good morning, this is the news. The news is that it's another day. The news is that it's another opportunity for living, for being alive, for finding your happiness and exercising it, for doing everything you can in your mind so that you're boosting your immune system because the activity of your mind influences everything about the wellness or the illness of your body. It's a fact. It's called mind-body medicine. Google it. You can read a gazillion things about authentic, holistic well-being, which is the term that I've used. So here's what I want to show you. Something that Ron and I came up with, this, we were talking about what is it that we ought to be doing for our audience? And what is it that we ought to be doing for our culture? What is it we should be doing with one another? And I said, well, I'll tell you what. How about if we come up with a list? How about if we do a 2020? How does this sound? 2020, what does 2020 mean? Well, right now, 2020 means kind of a drag year. It doesn't have to be. We can look at this as an opportunity. Like, how many of you in 2020 have fallen in love with your home? And you've done all kinds of things around your house that you hadn't thought of before or you didn't have time for before, and now you're doing it. I've had people tell me that they've turned it into their absolute sanctuary. And I can tell you, I have. I have done everything to make it as cozy and yummy as possible, and, and safe, okay? In addition, we're giving each other interpersonal space that we should have been giving each other before now. I mean, it's nice to stand at the grocery in line and have somebody be a few feet away from you as opposed to right on your heels, right? Same with at restaurants. We have a little bit of distance between us and the tables around us. I think that's kind of nice. I don't like walking in and having to wear a mask. I hate that. But you know what? We've also learned... Don't rub your nose and then put it on your hands and then go to touch somebody. We've also learned wash your hands all the time. Wash your hands every time you go to the bathroom. These are basic components of etiquette that we all should have learned. Many people didn't. Some people didn't. They still don't practice it. So maybe part of this, you know, opportunity in 2020 in the midst of what's a drag is we're learning some niceties, (laughs) niceties. And some and some uh, health policy, you know, some public health policy protocols that are really good for us. I like that. If we're a cleaner, gentler, more germ free, booger free, icky free, sticky free nation, I'm all for it. I love that. They're wiping off menus now all the time at the restaurants. Sitting outside, I love dining al fresco. Although, soon, we're going to be dining out frisky because it's getting chilly out as autumn is coming and then it's going to be winter. I don't know what we're going to do about that because I don't know how many restaurants are really going to be able to stay open if they have only outside dining, uh, you know, if the inside isn't open all over the country. We've lost something like 300,000 jobs with restaurant workers. It's probably more than that around the country. Anyway, maybe there's an opportunity for that. Maybe also with the social unrest, maybe there's an opportunity to really value the things that are in peril right now. I'll tell you, I value my safety. always have, but never like I do now. How about you? And our monuments and our, our beautiful gardens and our parks and, and old buildings and beautiful buildings and shopping districts, all of which have been so annihilated. shouldn't say all, many of which have been annihilated. I always valued them. Now I weep about their destruction and value them in memory. I don't know how we're ever going to get some of it back because some of these buildings are over 100 years old, like up in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But maybe in the movement to defund and, and, and uh, disband police, maybe we realize, I've never doubted the value of law enforcement, but maybe we as a nation come to embrace our law enforcement officers and our law enforcement departments and policies, and we start to understand they're there to protect us and uphold the law. Maybe we come together as a more decent, humane society. That's my hope and prayer. But in the midst of that, when we're talking about it and talking what the problems are, we also ought to really be focusing on what the solutions are. So we came up with the 2020 list. What does 2020 also mean other than this year? Means perfect vision, right? Everybody wants 20/20 vision. It also means, you know, that saying, "Yeah, it's 20/20 in hindsight," right? Perfect vision when it's behind you, not right now or in front of you. So let me show you what we did. I'm going to go into uh, screen share mode, so those of you who are seeing the video get to see. Um, I wonder if you're going to be able to see this get to see the, uh, the Facebook page that we created. So if you can see it, that's great. And if you can't, um, I apologize. I guess I have to put it over here maybe. I don't know. I don't know where to put it. Anyway, there's a new Facebook page called Ron Williams and Dr. Deb Carlin. Best of the best. And what we're saying on here is the point is that we love America and are united to pursue life, liberty, and and happiness. Agree? And it is a gorgeous statue in New York of our very beloved um, Statue of Liberty. Right there at the entrance. All right. So what I'd like to do – oh, I meant to show you something else there. <laughs> I wonder if I got it up there. Um You know what? I might not have posted it yet. I wonder if I did. So let me go to another page here. Um, One of the things that I wanted to post is we came up with a list. Here it is. All right. Now maybe you can see it. How about if we each get highly productive, I say, participate and post here. And also on the Ron Williams and Dr. Dub Carlin page, it is a part of our daily show, on blogtalkradio.com the k factor and what you can see there is that we really we're really serious we we are saying America in 2020 your list of issues and solutions two columns 1 through 20 and what your what your conclusions are and i i am now going to share that to the page that is the ron williams and deb carlin um Page, and I'm going to say, Come on and fill out your listing and post it. I got to do this, okay? I can't talk and, and write at the same time. Come on and fill out your copy of this and post it here. And let's do a collective of issues and solutions. We are Americans smart. Okay? So, you know, if all we do, really and truly, if all we do, friends, is complain or discuss what the issues are and we don't come up with the solutions, well, we're not really operating out of a place that Either Ron or I like to live our life. I mean, let me just tell you something. Every single day, I've got something that's on my mind. I've got something that is troublesome, something that's a challenge, you know. There's always something that's happening, and we have to figure out a solution. It can be something as as simple as the wind is really blowing and there's rain coming in, and I have to get up and 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 remove myself from the tasks at hand and go over and and close the windows and wipe up what the problem is and and get back to what it is that I was intending to do in that time frame. These are natural parts of life. Now when it comes to the bigger things in life, you know it often happens to us. This is really unfortunate. What often happens to us is we start thinking you know what, this is too big. I can't do anything about this. I mean, what am I supposed to do about this? This is so much bigger than me. And believe me, I understand that. I get it. Because there are so many times when I'm looking at something and I'm thinking, Boy, I, I don't know, you know, this is this is this is overwhelming. And quite frankly, this year I have spent a fair amount of time thinking to myself I don't know what to do about this. So as a doctor of psychology, would it surprise you to hear that even though my job is to teach and guide people out of their troubles, out of their issues, into a better place? I mean, my my training and my education is not to do therapy with people, but to do things that are therapeutic, educating, illuminating motivating, inspiring, and guiding people with what it is I know. What it is I've been trained to know about the human condition is my work, and I love it. But guess what? I, too, suffer and pay the price for all the agony that's out here. What kind of agony? Well, (laughs) everything that we just talked about, in addition to the things that are just my normal life that are a problem. We all have issues. So when I look at the world, my goodness, I have had so many mornings when I wake up and I think to myself, I wonder how much of the world is intact. I wonder what's happened overnight that I'm going to hear about today. And I start to feel concerned, start to think about it, and then I get worried. And then before I know it, I'm anxious. And then I start thinking, oh, hey, geez. Now I'm laying here and I'm getting anxious and I'm thinking that's pretty sinful because if you have faith, there's not room for faith and fear to live in the same being. There's just not. Because when you have faith, you have that weight, that burden lifted up off your shoulders and you can proceed forward in faith that all will be well, that there's a divine plan, that you're a smart human being, that you were put here for a reason And that there's a path for you to follow. But I need to remind myself of that. Let me tell you, there have been days when the news has been so overwhelming. And I can just feel the energy. We all can, by the way. This is another dimension of, in my opinion, anxiety and what it involves. You can feel the energy in the world, in the country, in your community, in your house, in your neighborhood, in the world. And and, and and you just feel it. Now, people call it uh, vibration, the quantum physics, reverberations, vibrations, all in whatever it is. Doesn't matter what you label it. I feel it. And so do you. If you allow yourself. You just feel off. Sometimes it's not you. It's, it's, it's all the stimulus coming at you. And I just start to feel jittery uncomfortable, you know, my stomach feels a little queasy. I start to feel overwhelmed. So what do I do? You want to know what part of I do? I do tapping. Tapping was a wonderful discovery actually by a clinician, by a clinical psychologist who had a patient who had terrible phobia of water. Can you imagine living your life, terrible phobia of water? She couldn't drink it. She didn't want to bathe. Life gets complicated. Well, he had had the practice at his house. He took her out by his in-ground pool. He had her sit on the edge of it. She hung her feet into the water. Made her absolutely uncomfortable. She laid down. She laid back. And I think our guest is here. That's cool. All right, where is he? Okay, participants. Oh, no. Nope. I'm still just here. Okay. I heard a little ding. Um. And as she was laying back, she just naturally took her hand and started patting her tummy, rubbing a circle and patting her tummy. And he said, why are you doing that? And she said, I don't know. I really don't know. But I have to tell you, it's calming me down and making me feel better. Well, dedicated researcher and care provider that he was, um, he started doing research. And what he discovered over, you know, a long period of time and study is that, like in Chinese medicine, which I studied, in acupuncture, which I studied, just like we have uh, veins and arteries and nerves running through our body, the Chinese look at our body and see meridians, which are energy lines. And, you know, they all go hand in glove. It's all part of the same being. It's just a little bit different paradigm and perspective. So what he found was the areas that she was touching – were very much intuitive for her. She was hitting acupressure points and acupuncture areas. So then he started studying neurology, and then he started unraveling the mystery of acupuncture and acupressure and why do these things matter and how do they matter. And he came up with a way of teaching people to do tapping. And so when you do tapping and so you – You like, um, you take your fingers and you tap your cheekbones and then you tap your forehead over your eyebrows and then you tap your collarbone. And while you're doing this, you're saying things like, I can let my issues go free. I can feel happy and I don't need to be experiencing this stress. I believe in myself and all that is good. What you're doing is you're firing neurons. And you're hearing what you're saying, so you're you're it's it's a sensory integration process of touch, of uh, looking, of hearing, of of saying, and these are engaging a number of sentence, uh, senses. You're incorporating that that into your brain, and you are shifting your energy. You are shifting your perspective. I know, it probably sounds goofy. However, it's not goofy. And even if you think it's goofy, why don't you try it anyway? Just Google Nick Ortner, O-R-T-N-E-R, tapping, and you will find exactly what it is that I'm talking about. And and the practice of that, and and by the way, um, do it with my friend, uh, Google Joy Martina, Dr. Joy Martina. She does tapping. She teaches this to children, too, which I absolutely adore. She has a whole program on the joyful joyful children. In that, here's what's really beautiful. When we start doing those things, so we're back to the list of 2020, right? When we say one of the issues is anxiety, if you try this and you find that it works for you, Imagine what happens if we start doing this as a collective. We start calming down a generation of people. There's another thing that I do. I do heart math. And and heart math is absolutely exquisite as an exercise. It is it is it is learning its biofeedback. It is learning how to Manage a connection between your mind and your heart. So here's a simple version of it. Now, there's some biofeedback equipment I can share with you, but I want you to put your hand over your heart. Take your right hand and put it over the left side of your body, over your heart. And just feel for a minute. If you can feel your heart beating in your chest, how hard is it beating? How is the rhythm of your heart? As you're sitting here, and you may be quieting down because I'm talking at a little different pace and a little bit lower octave. Breathe. And I want you to think really beautiful, pleasant thoughts like I love you. I love you because you are who you are. I love my life because I am actually living it. I love this world. I love this day. And then think about the things that are really pleasant for you. You know, butterflies and water, lakes, hikes. We all have things that we love. Now, if I had you hooked up to biofeedback equipment, what we would find is during this exercise, and I want you to keep your hand on your heart, that we would see that your brain would be allowing a coherence with your heart. And your heart rhythm would be a nice, soft wave of a pattern because of the device we you hooked up to. And anytime you got frenetic and your thoughts got ugly or anxious, somehow nervous, your heart would be faster and differently. Your heart rhythm would shift. So a solution is not just tapping, but it's also putting your hand over your heart and talking out loud to yourself and saying wonderful, loving, loving things. Why? Because in the science, of mind body medicine, what we know is we hear everything that we say, whether we say it out loud or we say it privately and quiet. Our body responds to what we do with our mouth and with our mind. So the more that we quiet down, the more of a blessing it is for our entire being. Doesn't it so wonderful? So, I took my hand off my heart and I'm sitting here. And I actually put my hands together. Whether you put your hands together and you just say thank you to the universe, which I often do, or you say thank you to our Creator, which for me is God, we are practicing gratitude. When we practice gratitude, so this is tip and strategy number three, solution number three. When we practice gratitude and appreciation, it emanates from our heart, it is circulated through our mind, and it actually, on MRIs and PET scans, we can see that the activity changes in our brain. And it's healthy. And I can talk to you about neurotransmitters and how we release different neurotransmitters into our bloodstream and it impacts our mood. And it does. And that impacts the functionability of all of our organs. Isn't that amazing? We have everything, friends, at our fingertips. So when Ron and I are sitting here, we're talking about our concerns for our country. You know, we've been put in a position this year of being so afraid for our health and so afraid for our lives. And so afraid for our freedoms. It's time for us to calm down, get very centered, get very peace-filled, so that we can think clearly. Because when we are amped up, we are not thinking clearly. Not at all. We're thinking in a really clouded, confused way. And it doesn't help us. It doesn't help anybody at all. How many times have you slipped out, so to speak, and found yourself saying things and doing things that you regretted? I've I've done it. I've participated in that. Embarrassingly, I have to admit. And I just really hate that. But it happens. So what is it that we're going to do about it? Well, my vote is that we do all the things that I'm talking to you about right now. I'm going to tell you a couple other things. Whether you're on your phone and you talk to Siri or you have Alexa in your home and you talk to that device or you're able to get on Google somehow or you're old-fashioned and you have records or eight tracks or CDs and you can listen to beautiful music that is calming and I don't mean amped up music that you're going to be jumping around to I'm talking about music that you're going to lay back and get mellow with It it is uh, healing medicine is very healing the Tibetan monks use sound bowls whether they're glass are their metals, when you go around the rim of them, it creates a sound, it creates frequencies. And what we've learned about is there's a science attached to that. On a cellular level, we respond, and it's amazing and beautiful. My goal, my, de- my dream, my desire is to experience for myself as much healing and as well-being, as much well-being as is possible for me. And by the way, for you, same, same. I want to see and feel and know that I am sharing as much information and tangible practices and strategies for your well-being as is possible. So let me give you another one. Another one is, when you are really feeling despair, just in your normal breathing, inhale confidence and exhale despair and doubt. And just say that to yourself silently as you do it. Inhale confidence and exhale doubt. Inhale confidence and exhale doubt. Inhale confidence and exhale doubt. Now, when you tell yourself the things that you want to believe, you will believe. And it's important. It's an actual, genuine exercise. All of these things are. That when you do them, when you participate in them, they make a difference for your life. Isn't that lovely? We each have so many people counting on us. You may not think that you do, but you do. First of all, you're counting on you. You're counting on you for your sanity. There's nobody who's ever going to know you like you do, love you like you do, and take care of you like you do. So we want to set things into motion to make it the very best, the healthiest experience of all. So one of the things that you can do, and I love this, I have got all kinds of notebooks. And for those of you who are looking at the video, I get all different kinds of notebooks, just plain, you know, you get them for a buck. And I fill them up. I write to myself in here. And I say things about who I am, that I want to be. Even if I am not in this moment all of what I want, I write it and I say, I am. The I am statement is really powerful. And it's beauty filled. When you take your hand and put a pen or a pencil into it and write, it is another way of connecting the exterior to your brain. So you're feeling it. So it's kinesthetic, and you are seeing it, and and you're maybe speaking it, and so you're hearing it, and you're watching. You're engaging all your senses, and that sensory integration solidifies the activity in your mind, and by the way, in your heart. And it's another point of coherence between your mind and your heart. I love that kind of reality because when we have that kind of an ability, what we come to see is, my gosh, I've got a lot of influence over myself. You know, I have goals every week and every day for what I need to do and what I need to produce. The show being one of them. And having an obligation and putting it in writing is so facilitating, so helpful. It's amazing. So for right now, if you will do all those things, and go over to our Facebook page, Ron Williams and Dr. Deb Carlin page, you'll find us there. I just put it up today in time for the show today. And work on the 2020 page. We would love to hear from you. We want to know what you think and what you think the issues and what you think the solutions are. Now, I will tell you, if you say anything icky, I'll delete it. So be loving and creative and positive and healthy. Because solutions always are loving and creative and healthy. And without my maid here on this show, my co-host friend, Ron Williams, I am going to bid you a fond adieu and equip my monologue here. I think you've gotten the messages that I'm trying to deliver. And we will be back together on Monday, I hope, and we'll continue the episode. So for now, I'm going to say peace out. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, the rest of it. And have a wonderful, beautiful weekend. All right? Thank you.